courtesy of teenagers with attitudes. Welcome to SMPD, where each episode we look back at the shows that shaped our childhoods. Uh, it's not a cartoon again this week, it is a live-action show. It is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, now this one, um, we had an email from a new listener called Thomas uh, last week who um, suggested a few things, some of which were on our radar already, like this one, um, others which weren't um, and have been added, and some which we may or may not do, I'm not quite sure yet. Um but yeah, I mean, Power Rangers was right at the top of his list, um, something he was really keen on. So we asked him why, you know, what, what it meant to him, what the, the sh- no, what it was about the show um, that really sort of resonated. Um, and he couldn't quite put his finger on it, but the email he sent back was, um, I love Power Rangers, it's a fantastic show, and I love everything about it, the messages, the fights, the costumes, etc. One of my first memories of the show was coming across Operation, Power, uh, Operation Overdrive in season 15, uh, one morning on CITV, and I've been a fan ever since. It means so much to me, especially when I'm down. It always puts a smile on my face, um, which is great. And it's a really good sentiment. And it's kind of similar to uh, my feelings. Right? It's one of those things you can, or certainly from the way I remember it, if it's on, it's just it's just a good time to watch. Um, but the the thing that really resonated with me from that um, from that email was that he came across it uh, in season 15, and then I felt really fucking old. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, first of all, thanks for the feedback. It is, as we've said on previous shows, we love hearing from you guys. Um, but I think that's actually a really lovely sentiment and, and something that's kind of behind the whole ethos of this show is is that feeling of, well, I don't really know why I liked it. I just did. And it, it, kind, of, it kind of takes you to your warm, happy place, if you like. Um, and, and I think this show is one of those shows for all of us in a weird way i mean i'm i'm way too old to have liked power rangers when it came out there is no excuse for me watching this show (laughs) but i did and i fucking loved it (laughs) and i'm not ashamed to say i've enjoyed re-watching it either so yeah i mean i've got a similar sort of um, experience i mean when it came about it was a little later than i thought when it first appeared but it first appeared in 1993 um and i remember um the year after, so I watched it when it first came on, and the year after I went to secondary school, and it was one of those, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a kid show, I'm too old to watch it, stuff like that, and I remember um, keeping my, so keeping it fairly close to my chest, that it was something I enjoyed, and then there was um, a kid who was um, less, um, how do I put it, less equipped to deal with um, the fact that you know, people wouldn't necessarily understand why he was watching this show, this kid show, um, and so and he, he was there one morning in, in registration um, and he was bored and he was playing Power Rangers with his pens. He had a red pen, a blue pen, a black pen and a green pen and he was playing Power Rangers with them and he was having a whale at the time until people started ripping the piss out of him. And I thought, yeah, I'm really glad I kept my mouth shut on that one. First of all, fuck those guys. Second oh, of all, that kid's fucking awesome. <laughs> if, you can, if you can just go away on a flight of fancy with nothing but coloured pens, I kind of envy you. Um I mean, yeah, picking up on what you said, the show was actually in the early 90s. Um, I think that was when it originally aired. We probably had it even slightly later. I remember it hitting in a summer holiday. Um, yeah. And I know that I was, 
I was either in comp or it was the Euros going up to comp. I suspect I was actually in comprehensive school. You, you could be then because it was it was the year I went up, yeah. um, or the uh, or the year after, so um, or the year before, so you'd already been in it. I was in my early teens, I would say, easily when this show hit. And like you said, I was aware, um, as you are as a kind of early teens, I was very self-conscious and very aware that this was probably for kids. Um, I had a friend group that I could share the fact that I watched it with because they were watching it too. I mean, I've been a nerd all my life, so what else is new? Um but other than that yeah it was probably something you kept close to your chest but as i've got older i've realized that you know if we're honest probably everybody was fucking watching it so yeah i think that's the thing i mean it was a, a sort of an age for um certainly for me when when i was at school that the you know the uh, the quote-unquote cool kids um they were getting into stuff like wrestling which i've been watching wwf since i was six you know so i mean this was nothing new to me um whereas like power rangers like fucking hell that's amazing but they were into football and wrestling and stuff like that. So you, it was sort of thing you just didn't didn't talk about. It. If you didn't mention it, nobody nobody thought anything of it. They would just assume that you were in the same thing they were, and you'd kind of get away with it effectively. Um, which is, you know, I mean, it's it as you said, being that sort of age, you would be very self conscious. Um, yeah. you are very aware of what other kids think of you and what it is or what it would mean if you know you become sort of the focus of the, the unwanted attention, the negative attention. So you do sort of keep stuff like that to yourself. Much, no, much to your own sort of developmental detriment, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, look, you should not be ashamed of what you're watching, I don't think, at, at any time. Um, and specifically now sitting here as a person rapidly approaching the fourth decade of my life... Uh, <laughs> I am not ashamed to say that I spent a good chunk of yesterday afternoon rewatching Power Rangers. I I, thor- <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I may I mean, have done the same thing once uh, once Jess went to bed um, last night and ended up staying up till two o'clock this morning, which isn't great on a on a school night. Wow. Yeah, I didn't go that far. Um, yeah. But I mean, in rewatching it, it was very clear to me why. I loved Power Rangers at the time and why I was attracted to it. I mean, it, it ticked all the boxes for me. I mean, it, I mean, if, if we just run down it, there's, there's puppets to start with. So that that's yeah. me sold, if nothing else, like actual live action puppets rather than CG. Okay, they were bad ones, but, you know, I, I was sold. So, yeah. They were worse. Yeah, so you've got puppets, you've got martial arts, you've got gigantic fucking robots, and yeah. you've got the pink ranger so yeah i'm i mean i was clearly sold you know <laughs> yeah and i mean it's it's, it's quite interesting to obviously you mentioned the pink ranger and i think from for any sort of any any sort of teenage male that was kind of the, the best reason to watch was you had a, a very athletic very nimble girl in a very tight costume um and it was kind of hot as well um so yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things again. It gives you a reason to gravitate towards it if you know if you're not sold by puppets and giant robots. I mean, if you're not sold by puppets and giant robots, then like, what the fuck are you doing with your life to start with? Uh, yeah, that's, surely, that's a point. surely everyone likes puppets and giant robots. No, I know. Uh, yeah, um, and I mean, to be fair, they're really fucking cool giant robots as well. And also for me, um, I think probably well, not probably. I know the reason I was attracted to it in the first place was because it, it kind of came out of nowhere that first summer. I, I stumbled across it and didn't know what the fuck I was watching. 
uh, and then I distinctly remember seeing Megazord. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Megazord, and I for a moment I was just like, is this a Voltron ripoff? Have they suddenly done a live-action Voltron show, and I know nothing about it? And then, of course, I realized that it was its own thing, but there is a definite... I mean, we've talked about it on Who Wins all the way back when we first started it. Um, yeah. There is a definite similarity between Voltron and Megazord, um, and as a kid, I nerded out over Voltron hard. So, like hitting my early teens and all of a sudden seeing this thing from my childhood and seeing it like in live action yeah i was like i i was i was a mark straight away i was just like i want this shit you know i'll watch all of it and i watched that first season pretty much in its entirety i dropped off after that and i'm sure we'll get into the seasons later on um i didn't realize that what i considered to be power rangers and thought was about two or three seasons worth is actually considered the first season um, yeah, essentially, I mean, the, the first... all we're talking about here is the first season. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of broken down into three uh, into three runs, but it's of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's it's three seasons of 145 episodes in total, but that's of considered the first first iteration, and then kind of they move on to um, Ninja Power Rangers and Power Rangers in Space and Samurai Rangers and shit like that. So I mean, they kind of just keep moving forward with it um, and rebranding and reissuing and starting again um but yes i hadn't i hadn't reason i mean i thought the first season was probably about 15 episodes or so until they got rid of um rita repulsa and then brought in lord zed and then again kind of similar i watched the sort of the bit the sort of the start of his uh, bit and then didn't really get to the end of it and then i wasn't aware until much later when it was being shown again that um they got married and had like a, a reign of tyranny um, to become the third season, and that's kind of where he's lost it altogether. Then, because I mean, then it went into, I say, Power Rangers Samurai or Power Rangers in Space or where it was, and it's like, I, yeah, I can't be fucked anymore. I remember them, like both of them being like a villainous team. I remember them working together. Um, I, I sort of remember it as like season one was Rita, season two you got like the Green Ranger, and then season three they were working together, and all of a sudden the Green Ranger was like the White Ranger, which was I think around the time of the film as well. And that was the point yeah. where I was just like, what the fuck? I mean, we know now, and probably would have known then had I done enough research on it, that the reason the Green Ranger became the White Ranger is obviously because in the source footage, all of a sudden there was a White Ranger and not a green one. And so they had to yeah. match it up. But yeah. yeah. I, 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 we'll, we'll come on to that then. Because I mean, that, I remember that. And it was this, there was a massive arc around it. Um, and the way so the Green Ranger came in and he was so, it was. Um, Created by Rita in much the same way as um, as the Power Rangers were created. There was the the, the the dragon coin, and there was a crystal that his power was derived from, or something like that. And they had this massive arc where probably about five or six episodes where he was up against them and very almost took the Power Rangers out. And then they they managed, managed to best him and sort of deprogram him effectively and make him not evil. And then he went over to the other side, but then his, his power was limited because Rita had given him his power through magic and the magic was fading and she was draining it or whatever. There was this whole arc with the whole Green Ranger thing. And they, it, you really got the impression they'd done it on purpose, even, even though, as you said, it was just because the footage they had from like you know, the uh, the stuff they nicked from um, Super Sentai. Uh, oh, sorry, the stuff they used in conjunction with Super Sentai. Um, the, yeah, there was all of a sudden, there wasn't a Green one anymore. There was a white one. And it was like, oh, shit, okay, what do we do? But it look, if, you, if you were to watch it through, it looks like it's been really well thought out. It's, I mean, fucking all credit to them, right? And we'll come on to 
the writing and things in this in this show later on but all credit to those guys like when you're localizing something there's there's kind of two ways you can go with it you if you're going to localize something because of differences in syntax and the speeds of people's voices and things like that like you've either got to go really seriously earnest and cut right down on your dialogue or you just go completely the other way and go absolutely fucking balmy with it and and put your tongue in your cheek firmly and know what you're doing that's the direction they took but at no point did they step away from it and go yeah but it doesn't matter what we're doing like this thing is pretty densely plotted all of these seasons i didn't realize this till we were researching it for this episode all of these seasons actually tie in one long seamless arc like like the fucking ninja power rangers tie back to the other power rangers and the fucking power rangers in space tie back they're essentially just all different teams that get recruited yeah that fucking blows my mind for what i essentially thought was a knockabout show and and don't get me wrong when like like in watching it back i don't remember it be i mean obviously it was always a bit fucking daft but I don't remember it being so self-consciously daft and so self-consciously light yeah. as it actually is. I mean, when I when I first started researching, obviously all of these are available on Netflix, by the way. Like the whole fucking shebang, it's all on Netflix. Essentially, it was Disney-owned until about last year, I think. So that's why yeah. it's all popped up on Netflix. But I went to my go-to for these older things which, that, that we do. I, I went to YouTube straight away. And thinking I might find some on there. I didn't. But what I did find was a season one recap. So I started watching that. And after about a minute, I was like, no, this this is taking the piss out of Power Rangers. This has been overdubbed. The, the, you know, it, yeah. it's, it was just too stupid. So instead, I went and watched the pilot episode on Netflix. No, no, no. That wasn't overdubbed. That is the actual dialogue. And there yeah. is actually a whole fight scene where the Black Ranger is basically breakdancing with like some fucking weird 90s hip hop track behind him and kicking. Yeah, that's about right, actually. Yeah, and kicking the putty dudes in the face. I was like, I was convinced that that was just played for laughs on YouTube. No, that's what this show is. Like, they've really leaned hard into the into the kind of just over the top chop socky kind of kung fu action side of it and it's great it's absolutely great for it it's it just feels so light despite the fact they've got these huge arcs and you know the fate of the world quite literally hangs in the balance every week it's just so light and it's all done with a real yeah just lightness of touch And, and it's genuinely funny um some of the performances are actually pretty good from those kids if i'm honest some of them are atrocious uh, yeah, particularly I, I, Bulk and Skull, think... they are dreadful. Yeah. I was say, I think they were they were kind of. I know they were played they were played and written for comic effect, but I think the way they, the way that whether it was a an actor choice or a, or a directorial choice, something didn't quite go right, and he, they almost to the point where it detracted from the rest of it. I mean, the the, the main kids, um, and we'll, we'll talk about some of the issues with the um, sort of the child actors later on, and sort of the, the production and stuff, but. Those kids were good, now. for the yeah. for the most part. I mean, some of the some of the dialogue was a bit clunky, um, especially when they started having this of the the romantic angle between um, Pink and Green. Um, 
which is what I'll call them because I won't remember their names. Um, but yeah, th- then you started having issues with, with the dialogue because you had people who weren't really writing a show which was going to be anywhere romantic. They were writing a kids' action show. And all of a sudden, they've, they've got this arc where it's like, oh, fuck, we don't really know what we're doing now. And yeah. that's when the dialogue sends about the window. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's not... Last week, we were talking about Dungeons & Dragons and how difficult it was to deliver dialogue such as they'd written there and not make a meal out of it. And yeah. here are a bunch of, of child actors, really. I mean, okay, they're slightly older. You know, they're, they're in their late teens, early 20s, as is customary for American teenagers on TV. Um, yeah. But still, young actors given some absolutely horrendous dialogue. And again, they just managed to plough through it with a sort of deafness of touch. And they know how stupid it is, and they don't shy away from it. And that is to their credit. I think if you try to be earnest in the delivery of this dialogue, then it would come across as bad. But it's yeah. kind of... It, it deliberately leans into that so bad it's good kind of b-movie sensibility and because of that it gets away with it it really it comes across as a bit of fun you know yeah um, and i think the tone of it as well i mean the the so some of the humor and some of the, the way it's written i mean there's a joke in there um it's a really stupid joke and i don't know why it sticks in my head actually there are two of them both revolve around names being written on things mm-hmm. and the first one was for some reason they all got detention. I can't remember why. It was some, some obviously some plot device to keep them in school late. Um, and the red one um, sits in a, in a seat and he's doing whatever whatever work he's doing. And Bob comes along and says, you're in my seat. And then says, well, I didn't see your name on it. And he picks up his book and he, he scratched his name into the desk. And it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. But it just it makes you laugh because it's so dull. Yeah, and that kind of humour is of its time as well. I mean, let's remember that at this time when this show was kicking about, we were kind of just about, I think, coming off the back end of Saved by the Bell and shows like that as well. And the new Disney Channel stuff was just around the corner. Um, So this kind of, you know, Nick was around with Clarissa Explains It All and stuff like that. So this kind of live-action kids show was was really breaking through into pop culture and that is the kind of stupid humor that would that was in that show you know because they couldn't be deliberately subversive in the way that a cartoon could for some reason i don't i don't know why they thought they couldn't get away with that in live action but it's almost like being animated gives you license to just get away with murder um and being like well, it doesn't so it's one of those you can't see anybody's face so it's like well yeah we can do it because we can always say oh, i wasn't me it was him doing an impression of me and nobody know any different it's, it's one of those of no it's a, that sort of subtle nod that says actually yeah because i'm hidden even though this is going to be a very public thing i'm hidden therefore i can get away with it whereas with live action obviously you can't yeah i think there's also just something historically subversive about cartoons and lampoonery as well that just carries through into animation um which which probably yeah. helps and and you don't necessarily get that in live action shows i guess um but yeah so so they had to pitch for that kind of humor instead and you know the humor when it's trying to be funny again it doesn't work there when they're doing you know the same as like bulk and skull will do a lot of pratfalls and stuff like that yeah. it, that just doesn't work however when you get the horrendously overdubbed Rita throwing out just essentially golden one-liners, they're hilarious. Yeah. And even even when you get Zordon, um, I mean, there's there's a point in the in the pilot where 
this sort of um, Alpha 5 saying something along the lines of, you know, the fate of the world is in the balance and Rita's been freed from a, what is it, an intergalactic trash can or something that she's yeah. she's stored in uh, or a dumpster. And uh, there's a line from Zordon where he goes, what we need is five overbearing, over-emotional earthlings. And, uh, <laughs> and it, 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 it's something like that anyway. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know the exact line. But yeah, instead of just saying, get me some teenagers, you know, they re- again, they really lean into it. And because of the kind of dry delivery that you get out of Zordon as well, it's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. And, and again, that's just one of those lines that, that I saw in that initial recap, and I was like, "No, that's somebody taking the piss." No, that's the actual line. That you know, that is that is funny. Whatever way you slice it, that is funny. Yeah, um, and as, as you said, it's that very self-aware, um, yeah. sort of self-deprecating humor. Because of that, you, you get you look at the time as a kid, you'd have gone, "Yeah, that's quite funny." And then as as an adult looking back, you go, "Yeah, they really." know what they're doing with this they've they, they know how, they, how they're going to be seen so they've just thought fuck it we're going to do it anyway yeah i mean it, it's almost as if they're kind of in they were creating this on two levels like it definitely works for kids but oh, then yeah. i mean somewhere in the back of their mind they're going do you know what there's going to be a whole bunch of stoners out there as well that are going to be sat around in their pants on saturday morning and they're going to fucking love this so yeah so they they wrote to that slightly more intellectual level as well. I I just think it's great the the way that's handled throughout the show. I mean, there is a lot of that shit in there. Uh, not to say anything of the fights as well. I mean, the fights themselves. I know okay, that's actually Super Sentai and not not the Power Rangers. But those fight scenes are pretty good for what they are. You know, they're yeah. as good. They're as good as anything you're going to get in most B movie kung fu films. So yeah, you know, yeah, they're certainly on a par with that. Yeah, and and even when you get to the Megazord stuff and the the whole kind of kind of Godzilla smackdowns that you get at the end, yes, they look terrible, but again, almost deliberately so, and you, you yeah. kind of love them for it. I mean, it, even when you move that forward and give it a budget, like we've done recently with uh, with a film that Lionsgate brought out, I think it was, was yeah. it Lionsgate, yeah, it was Lionsgate, yes. brought out maybe a year or two ago. Um, that film, I think, actually works quite well all the way through the first and second act, save for some horrendous characterization with with one of the Rangers being on the spectrum. It's really quite cringeworthy. Um, but that film's ticking along quite nicely till we get to the end, and there's this big special effects smackdown with a CG fucking Megazord and a CG gold, and it looks terrible. It looks absolutely fucking awful mm. because it's yeah. not real and physical and there in a way that, yeah. as cheesy as it is, these models were. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen um, the, the film. It was um, it was last year, okay, beginning of last year, I think. Um, yeah, I've not seen it. I mean, seeing the, um, the, the promotional material, so that it, the way they kind of set out the um, the costumes was a bit like the um, sort of the, um, the Schumacher bat suit, where it's all pre-muscled and might yeah. as well have nipples on it. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those like, yeah, I'll get around to it eventually. I haven't, I haven't got around to it, so I will at some point. Um, so it's, I'd be curious to see what I think of it, given sort of your take on the on the last fifteen minutes or so. Um, but yeah, it's I say it's just one of these things that going into it now and knowing how how self aware it was, you pick up on things that you wouldn't have picked up on as a child. And I mean, that's why I ended up not going to bed until stupid o'clock this morning. 
and then really struggling to get up for work was because I started and I was just laughing my box off till about quarter to two. Yeah. Because it was so fucking silly. It is. It's really silly and it's really entertaining. And, you know, we've, we've talked about a lot of shows on here that when we go back and watch them, we're finding a lot of stuff in there that, that we didn't realise was there as a kid. There's a lot of hidden depth, particularly in some of the cartoons, you know, and there's, there's a lot that we can really draw out of them. No, this is fucking shallow as a puddle. But... <laughs> It knows it, and I love that about it as well. You know, yeah. this this is quite possibly the most '90s TV show in existence. I mean, right from, I mean, look, we've we've played the theme at, at the start of this anyway. But you've got that kind of late '80s hair metal theme. You've got really bad CGI. You've got teenagers with attitude kicking shit in the face. Like <laughs> this is the most '90s attitude program possible, and I, I kind of think. You can almost draw a line in the sand right about the time this show hits. And it I don't think it's too grand a statement to say this changed kids' TV. When you look at everything we've talked about up until this point that was kind of before, and then you look at what comes after. I mean, once we get through this and we're into the late 90s and early 2000s, that's where we start getting really consciously subversive TV. But yeah, you know that's where we start getting things that doesn't give a shit about is about what it's saying and and it's pitching. You know that that's where we move away from the innocence of something like He Man, and we move into cartoons like SpongeBob, for instance. And that you know that's not to say obviously SpongeBob doesn't go around kicking people in the face, uh, but I what feel yeah. But I feel like a line was drawn in the sand here where we kind of said, you know what, like kids TV can be more than just like we don't have to hide behind animation and cartoons to do what we want we can do whatever the hell we want and kids will either like it or not and and i think that came here i think that was the point where we said yeah i mean how many parents complained about the violence but they were like whatever we've got 15 seasons out of it fuck off yeah exactly i mean the the violence was um, a massive aspect um of the, the sort of the complaints they had um throughout the show not just sort of this series but as it went forward um for many, many years. Um, but yeah, so the, the level of violence and how it sort of glorified um, these sort of martial artists kicking the fuck out of everything. I mean, they, again, there was a, another episode where, you, as with all of these shows, there was always a, sort of a message behind it. And there was one, this one particular episode where they were shooting, somebody was coming to town to shoot a commercial for a karate gym or something like that. And so they all had to go for auditions. And um, again, Bark and Skull were sort of them. They were they were in Italy, you know, they were so very proud of the fact they were in the ad. And then when the ad was actually shown at the end of the episode, they were the bumbling idiots before. Um, and then you had um, Red and Green. Again, I'm not going to try and remember names because I won't be able to do it. I think Green was Tommy, but I can't remember the right one. Um, but they they were there having this really um, really efficient looking, really good looking fight. And then you've got Bulk and Skull you know, swinging the legs about as if they're trying to do roadhouses, but not actually being able to get their uh, their knees above their hips and stuff like that. And people complained that it was sort of glorifying it that not everybody could do it, but the ones who could do it would actually kill you with their thumbs. And then on top of that, they were kicking the crap out of the putty men and you know, and then you know, having the Godzilla fights with um, with, you know, with different monsters every week and then you know, doing a full-on Superman and destroying half the city every time. So, I mean, yeah, I, can, I can understand, I can see where the complaints came from. I don't necessarily agree with them. I think that they may have been a little... I'll complain for the sake of complaining rather than actual uh, having any basis in it. 
if they were going to complain about anything, I'd, I'd suggest it be the um, the sort of the racial stereotypes. They they very blatantly couldn't be asked to write out of anything anything that came before it. I mean, you know, the, the fact the Black Ranger was black, um, the Yellow Ranger was Asian, and the um, the Blue Ranger was 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 Aryan. You know, you think, well, yeah, you, there's no reason for that other than you can't be asked to actually move away from it. And if I was an adult at the time watching this, my child was watching this, I'd be thinking, right, why? Why does the Black Ranger have to be a black kid? Why is the Asian? Why is the Yellow Ranger have to be Asian? And I'd be looking at that far more than the fact that there's some fighting with things which clearly aren't real and people aren't going to be able to pull off anyway. I mean, again, shallow as a puddle. Um, and <laughs> I, I, I draw your attention again to the Black Ranger essentially break dance into hip hop and fight in the putty patrollers. Um, but I, I guess when you look at this kind of again what came before it we had things like turtles and there were complaints over turtles because michelangelo used nunchucks and so we had yeah. that whole horrendous thing where he had to use a grappling hook and they became hero turtles instead of ninja turtles and it was a whole big thing and it all got upheld and then we get here and none of this gets upheld to the point where they carry on kicking the shit out of people and the very next season if i remember rightly or next iteration is the ninja power rangers it's almost like they're deliberately going fuck you like we'll do yeah. what we I want mean, and again that just comes down to that kind of 90s attitude i guess yeah i mean it's not the the whole ninja thing i mean it, it was everywhere else in the world apart i think it was here ireland and italy for some reason um don't know why Italy, but were the only places it was here or everywhere else it was Ninja. And then by the time that sort of came back around, it was Ninja here as well. Because the whole video nasty thing had gone away in the of the, the football hooligans had largely died and, and gotten, a, gotten off to war with Millwall fans or something and have not come back. So, I mean, society changed as well. So in that side of things, I can, no, I, I didn't think it was such an issue. So by the time that um, Power Rangers Ninja Force or whatever the fuck it was called came around, I don't think it was such an issue here anyway. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, I think in, in America they had the, you know, the, the, the standard, um, disclaimer of, you know, don't try this at home kids. He's a trained professional, blah, 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 blah. But that was really it. Nobody really paid that much. Nobody on, from the networks really paid attention to it because they didn't, didn't see it as being that bad. And I, I've got to be honest, I think they're probably kind of right. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, again, this, this time around this this sort of early early to mid 90s time you had the whole attitude era going on in wwf as well and that was all don't try this at home hey kids don't you know fucking slam each other's heads into concrete and shit like that uh yeah, too late. yeah you just uh, look i'm not going to go on a rant again i had a rant last week but again if your kids are running around kicking each other in the face that is not the tv's fault okay <laughs> like that is not the fault of the Power Rangers. That is your fault. No yes. one else's. All right. So. Yeah, that's right. And the thing is, like, you know, kids being kids will, you know, they will try and imitate stuff because they'll play. But the difference is that if you don't, when when you're at home and your your kid is there kicking the living fuck out of his little sister, you kind of stop it. You yeah. don't let him get on with it and blame the TV. You actually say, actually, no, you don't do that. Yeah. And this is why we don't do that. And if they carry on, then you do something about it. You don't say, oh, well, your TV ruined my children. No. I mean, there is there's a like official Power Ranger code as well, um, which you can't help but feel was probably put in by network execs to safeguard from this kind of thing. Um, 
but it is your typical kind of martial arts code where it's like you must never abuse your powers for yeah. personal gain you must never escalate a fight um i forget what the third one is but there's three rules i think if you break any of them you turn into a gremlin or something but yeah it, it, essentially yeah it, essentially it's like just don't go around punching people don't be a dick or you can't be a power ranger is essentially what it boils down to so yeah pretty much um that's it i mean on on, um, on the wiki page there's loads of stuff about it being how it was how it was censored how certain episodes were pulled um in mid-October 1994, the murder of a young Norwegian girl by two of her young friends prompted Swedish-owned TV3 to pull Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from its broadcast schedule in all of its market countries, um, despite the fact that it wasn't related to the event. Um, and then later on, the children, when they went to trial, the, the prosecution blamed the fact they were fans of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and were fans of nunchucks and shit. So, I mean, I see it's, as you said, it's that whole thing of you know, you kind of blame the environment when actually you need to blame the people. Um, so, yeah, I mean, looking through them, there's a massive um, section on um, reception and controversy um, for uh, just about the show, about this this iteration of the show, not, no, not going into Samurai and Ninja and all the rest of it. Um, and I wasn't aware, there was one called Power Rangers Jungle Fury, um, which I've just spotted on the, uh, the wiki entry as well, which I was not aware of. Wow. Um, I mean, I'm, ass- I'm assuming they ride like lions and tigers and shit in that. Probably, um, maybe bears, yeah. not shit, but you know. Well, no, there's no bears. Oh, there's no lions in the jungle either. But whatever. Um, yeah, everybody, everybody seems to think there are lions in jungles. Why? Fuck knows. Like, like by definition, lions don't like they're on the wrong continent for a jungle. What the. I, all right, don't get me started again. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start yeah. ranting. Look, record, <laughs> recording podcasts at this time of night is probably a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, next time we get some beer into, just wind you up and see how far you go. At least when we used to record first thing in the morning, I was barely half awake, so I didn't rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. Um, yeah, so sticking with some of the controversy before we go back to some of the, some of the final details of the show. Um, some uh, some fans of critics noted racial overtones, which I mentioned. Um, Austin St. John, who played the Red Ranger, was uh, cast as the Red Ranger because he was part Native American. Um, and there was a, um, a documentary on VH1 called I Love the 90s. Um, Amy Jo Johnson, who was the, um, the Pink Ranger, as well as several other commentators, um, made fun of how the original lineup had cast people because of their, their ethnic origin. So I mean, it's, it's one of those, I mean, even even the cast knew what they were doing. Um, and rightly or wrongly, I mean, if you if you did it now, I mean, fucking oh, hell, fuck. the response you get to it now. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I hadn't. So if I don't know if this says more about me or more about yeah, it just I I don't know, but I had not realised this at all until like obviously the Black Ranger and the black suit, you you see that, but the rest of it, I really hadn't put that together till you brought it up earlier on. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we sort of touched on it when we did um, the, the Who Wins episode with Power Rangers. We touched on it then, and it was one of those that, I mean, it, it occurred to me as we were speaking, and I think at the time you sort of had this sort of penny-dropping moment where, oh, fuck, yeah, why did they all do that? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, again, it's this whole sort of tongue-in-cheek thing that if you did it now, fucking hell, you'd be off the air within 20 seconds if you've made it to air. But, I mean, this just goes to show that I think, you know, as kids kids don't see color and especially kids today uh, in the society we live in you know so 
I I didn't put that together, and I was an older kid watching this. Watching it for the first time as an adult now, I probably would, even though I did yeah. it yesterday. But you know, you did, you know. So it, it's it's there if you're looking at it, you know, as an adult. But as a kid, you you just don't. I don't think you think like that. I just don't think. You, you don't. I mean, unless you're brought up in a particular way, you, you no know, kids don't see that sort of thing. I mean, there's um, a lot of stuff that goes around on the internet and pops up on Facebook and stuff every now and again about you know. Is there'll be a picture of sort of two small children, um, interracial children, hugging or you know, holding hands or whatever, and the caption's always, you're not born a racist. And it's, it's a very true point. I say kids don't see colour. Kids, no, that's that's my friend, what, no, whoever, and they're my friend. I don't care if they're black, white, yellow, purple, or green spots. That's my friend. Yeah. And unless you're brought up in an environment which says, actually, no, you can't be friends with that person because they're black, green, yellow, whatever, that, no, you... Kids just don't develop that way, and it's only it's only the the, the external influences that, that push that. And so, I mean, as I said, I I I didn't pick that up. I mean, I didn't pick that up until until sort of rewatching uh, when we were doing the Who Wins um, research. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's something that you look at it, you think you look at it, and think, "Fuck me, how did they get away with it?" And then when you go back and watch more, and you actually, yeah, you can kind of see that you know, all of this really really shitty stuff you'd never get away with in a million years. They've done it on purpose to wind people up. Oh yeah, totally. It has to have been done on purpose. There's no way this was an accident. But again, it's the kind of show this was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, behind the cameras, um, there's quite a lot of controversy in terms of the production as well. Um, very famously, it was a non-union production, so the um, the cast were paid really, really shitty money for long hours and, and you know, really unfair contracts and stuff. Um, and because they were young, they didn't. A lot of them didn't have representation. They didn't have lawyers really looking out for them. Uh, and f- by I think it's by the end of the second season, uh, second season or the start of the third season, they actually re- end up replacing um, Red, Yellow, and Black because the cast basically say, "Fuck it, I'm going." Yeah. Um, and then I said, "There's much said later on." I mean, um, uh, Image Johnson later leaves as the Pink Ranger. Um, there's a whole. Other story about David Yost and why he left as the Blue Ranger. Um, he claimed on when he was uh, there's a a fan blog, No Pink Spandex. He, uh, he did an interview where um, he said that he, he was basically subject to homophobic abuse the entire time because he was gay, and that he walked off set and never came back. Um, and then went went looking for conversion therapy and all this sort of shit. I mean, it was a really unhealthy environment, especially for young actors and you know, effectively young adults, if not children. So, I mean, that's something, I mean, it's it's been talked about a lot in the last couple of years, but, I mean, probably before before about 2010, it was never mentioned. Yeah. Mm. So, quite scary. I mean, it's the sort of thing, I mean, again, you wouldn't get away with you wouldn't You wouldn't get away with making something of this now. It wouldn't even get in front of the camera being non-union at this point. Yeah, exactly. So, and, I mean, so you'd have people being looked after. You'd have... People, you know, you'd have people looking after the kids, um, whereas at the time it was just, look, be grateful you've got a job. You want to be an actor. This is how you get to be an actor. And by the way, if I want to call you a faggot, I'll call you a faggot and you'll put up with it, which I'm not condoning that, but that seems to be the, the kind of prevailing uh, prevailing theme of the production. I mean, you're in Los Angeles as an actor in a TV show where people wear spandex every day and you're surprised that there's that there's homosexuals in the production. What? I mean, what, Jesus. What's wrong yeah, with these it, people? It baffles, really, doesn't it? Um, yeah. 
But yeah, um, when as uh, a comment here about um, Barbara Godson, who did the voice for um, Reader Repulsor, revealed that when the show finally became union, she had to argue to keep her salary from being lowered. Uh, she had three episodes left in her contract, and they wanted to drop it down to $300 an episode. Given, that, given how much money this fucking thing made. Yeah. 300 bucks an episode. That's absolutely criminal. Um, I mean, yeah, that... I, I'm, I'm still kind of hung up on the fucking conversion therapy, to be honest. I'm still... I'm still processing that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that... I think that was... From what I'm reading, I, I don't know how true... I haven't read the, the blog that you wrote in, but I mean... Um, what I can, from what I can gather, it looks like it's it was sort of the, the constant abuse and harassment. You got led him to to take himself. Like it wasn't a case of look, you need to go on this this little therapy and sort yourself out, sort of thing. Oh, I think it was okay. his. I misunderstood you. I don't think you. they made him I, do it. No, no, I thought you meant they made him do it. I misunderstood you. I, I just no. I, I can't I help but feel true. yeah. I can't help but feel there's probably just a bunch of closeted weirdos um, running Quite the show. Possibly. It's just Jesus. I mean, it's not. I, it's a shame that because everything that we were talking about earlier, with with how consciously they've they've tried to be deliberately subversive in their in their choices of costume and thrown it in your face and and how lighthearted and stuff it is, and then you just get something like this underneath it, and everything just feels really horrible. Now I'm a bit yeah, <laughs> this is just gross. Yeah, yeah it's, it's quite disappointing. Um... And then so, uh, they go on to talk about the fact that um, despite the financial success of the show, members of the original cast did not receive any royalty payments for reruns of episodes. And they, they worked out that they, they, were pay, they were paid somewhere in the region of $600 a week. Um, so they weren't even paid by the hour or by the, by the episode. They were pay, being paid a, a tiny amount by the week and could barely afford to live. Jesus. I mean, it's disgraceful for the, like how big a hit this show was. Yeah. But I mean, I guess the problem you've got is from the producer's point of view. Like, as much as we said that, like those scenes that they shot and that that they wrote to tie everything together were done really well, and they worked really well. Hmm. But ain't nobody watching Power Rangers to see the kids wax lyrical with Ernie. Like, we want to see him kick fucking evil in his stupid face. So, yeah. like you, well, as they have, you can replace those kids, and as long as the people still show up in the spandex, we're good. Like... Well, yeah, that's it. And I mean, we t- we've talked quite a lot about um, on this show and on Who Wins, where we've talked about things like Mask and Transformers and Turtles and Ghostbusters and He-Man. This was a toy machine. Nobody in their right mind watches this show thinking, I want to go and do martial arts. They watch this thinking, right, I want to be the Red Ranger. I want the Red Ranger toy, the Red Ranger suit, the Red Ranger sword. I want the fucking Megazord which comes apart and goes into all the separate bits. I want the dragon's sword that can make the mega dragon's sword out of. That's all it was. It was just an excuse to make the toys. To a point where even the villains were kind of redundant to an effect. I mean, you had um he had Lord Zed as a toy because he it was kind of the the Thundercat standard body or the, uh, the He Man standard body just painted red and with his head on it. Um you had Goldar who I've been calling Goldberg all fucking day and I don't know why. Um but you had Goldar who was just a big dude in a big gold suit. And then you had the Power Rangers, and that's all people wanted because the Power Rangers dolls could kick the fuck out of the Goldar doll all day. Nobody cares. As you said, nobody cares about the actual show. They just want to see the action. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you, you are there to watch them just kick people in the face. Simple. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, and the, the whole thing of it is you will buy the toys, and but you will buy the five separate 
swords that you can then put together. And then the next series when they're slightly improved, so they go from having the um, the dinosaurs to having the thunders or uh, thunder megazords or whatever they were called. You buy the next season and the next season and the next season, and you could end up with you no. Know, if you're not careful, if you, you think that a kid will probably watch this show from the age of about seven or eight till they're about twelve, thirteen, that's five seasons worth of toys. That's fucking thousands of dollars. And Halloween costumes and yeah. comics. Videos. Yeah. Videos. Fucking awesome. yeah. I mean, that's a lot of bank. Yeah, it's um, a fucking merchandise a, machine. Yeah, there's um, a quote, there's a statement here, I'm not sure how, how accurate it is, but it's talking about the um, the toy line um, that's just been redone in line with the film that came out last year, and it was worth $520 million. Jesus. And that film didn't even do that well. Yeah. But that's no, that's the stock they put in it because they knew the toys would sell. And like I've I've not seen the film. I'll, well, I said when it came out, I thought I'll give it a watch. I'm not going to go out my way to see it because I'm in my mid thirties and I've got better things to do with my time. In as much as I have a child and I don't have time to go to the cinema anymore, um, it's been on Netflix for a while. It's been it's been around for a while. So I haven't got around to it. But every time I go in particular shops, especially going to the shop, you know, the shops that five year olds like to go into because that's what I've got to deal with these fucking toys are everywhere and it's not just the it's not just the robots it's as you say it's the it's the suits it's the, the actual power rangers themselves it's the villains it's the the um, the morphine thing with coin in it it's no it's the weapons it's ab- absolutely anything you can think of that comes from that show they will sell on top of that you'll still have the clothes and the lunch boxes and all the other shit you get as well so i mean they're going to make money and then you put your DVD sales or your your, um, your streaming sales or your, your downloads on that on top of that as well. Now, this this thing is a license to print money. Yeah, yeah, it really is, uh, and and I think will continue to be so for years to come. Yeah, and and a well, big yeah. part again, a big part of that is down to just how kind of light it is and how deliberately it leans into the cheesiness of it all. It can get away with that for years. I mean, that footage, that that super, uh, is it Super Saban? Yeah, the Super Saban footage. Super uh, Sentai. Sentai, that's it. Saban was the production company, wasn't it? Super yeah. Sentai footage. That looked shoddy, like when we first watched it. Yeah. It doesn't look any more shoddy now. It just still looks shoddy. So it's fine. Yeah. It'll still look shoddy in another 10 years, but it won't look any more shoddy. Yeah. And that's it. And the thing is, you can keep on just repurposing it, the same stuff, and just just writing a new, you know, new ten, eight, ten minutes, maybe twelve minutes of what you're going to put in your show every week, and then tie it into a fight you've already got recorded, and you just need to put it together. So I mean, they can keep on spawning this for as long as they as long as they feel like it, because they just bring in new characters, make them slightly more up to date, because fighting, fighting. No, there, yeah. As far as I'm aware, there are no new styles of fighting. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know enough about fighting. Like it's all punchy, kicky, like yeah. But I mean, I don't know. No, it's it, it's th- you know, technology has advanced and you know, and techniques will advance. But fighting is still fighting. You punch somebody in the face, it's going to hurt somebody. Whether it's the, whether it's the face or the hand, I guess it is is it's not here or there. But you you. Fighting will always be a combination of punches, kicks, throws, and that's kind of it because that's all all the human body can do. It's just how you do them. So it's yeah. not going to evolve that much. So you say, well, 
yeah, you can tell us was shot in 1989 because they don't do that anymore. They do this instead. It just it's not going to change. No. And, you know, the fun the fundamentals of martial arts will be the fundamentals of martial arts. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, and it'll never not be fun watching people kick the shit out of other people. That's just. Yes, that's it. I mean, Christ, you look at uh, if you look at combat sports as opposed to you know, TV fiction. I mean, the the purse on some boxing matches now you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars because yeah. people want to see other people punch each other in the head. Yeah. As long as they're not punching me in the head, I'll watch it. It's and that's, got, that's got nothing on Power Rangers either. That's just punching. Like, this is well, punching and kicks and giant fucking robots. And the Pink Ranger. And the Pink Ranger, yeah. And puppets. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, who wants to watch boxing? Better that. Yeah, totally. But, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. Um, and as I said, we, we are solely talking about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers um, iteration, which was the first three seasons. I mean, it ran, as the email from, from uh, Thomas suggested, it ran for at least 15 seasons, um, possibly more. I mean, the, the page I've got open is it's just the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers page, and that's got 145 episodes across three series. Um, it doesn't talk about all the rest of the, all the rest of the iterations. I mean, uh, the fact it's still no, it's it was still running as far as 2010 means that they had at least 17 years. There is a frightening amount just on Netflix. I don't think it's all of it, but there is a frightening amount of shows here. There's even there's Christmas specials. There's, there was two Christmas specials that I counted at least. Right. Um, I mean, on top of that, you had the one movie as well. Um, well, no, you had more than that. Cause you had the one movie for this for this iteration. The, um, There's at least like, two films. Uh, yeah, there was a probably a space movie as well. I um, say so you had the the Lionsgate film from last year. You had the the film where the the White Ranger really sort of came into his own, which was kind of just like an extended episode. Really, it wasn't really a film in its own right. No, I get um, a lot of the actual films. Um, there there are like very clearly tv movies on netflix yeah. as well they probably never had um theatrical releases in the same way that that first power rangers movie did yeah um, but yeah it was kind of essentially just an elongated episode as most films of tv shows tend to be um yeah it was, it was always going to be there wasn't it but again it, it did massive bank because it was so popular and it came at a time where you didn't know you didn't have home streaming i mean home but Home, the home video market wasn't great. The rental market was great, but the home video purchase market was fairly shoddy because it was one of those that uh, people didn't get the enjoyment of the longevity. Area. It's not like now where people will rewatch and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch, and it's not you didn't have a model where you could binge things. So I mean, the 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 fact that you know, people would go to the, you know go to the cinema regularly and pay what would have been at the time you know six seven dollars for a ticket, which where now would be to, you know, twenty twenty five dollars a ticket people would do that because they didn't have other options. Whereas now, as prices go up, you, you don't get a value for money, so people don't go as much. I mean, Christ, the last three times I've been to a, been to see a film in, in the cinema, bear in mind one of them was a week or so after um, the Infinity War came out. There were two of us in the entire fucking theatre. But people just don't go to the cinema anymore. So, I mean, I, I know this is a while ago, but looking, looking at the bank it made, you think, fucking hell, that is a completely different, a completely different era, really. And it's um, it's it's no wonder that things like this kept on going because it kept, it made that much money just from that film without all the other stuff, without all the merchandise and everything. 
that it's no wonder they keep, they've rinsed it for the last 15, 16 years. Yeah, and, and we'll continue to rinse it, no doubt. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we've talked about um, the very basic, um, the very basics of the, the story. Um, so you had this whole this whole arc, and the, the whole three seasons, te- it, it, kind of, it tends to be, it's the evolution of the, the Green Ranger into the White Ranger, effectively. Um, and then by the time they got to season three, they were kind of at a point where thinking, right, we need to transition people out because they're now leaving. No, we've, the cast are now looking to fuck off. Um, so transitioning into the next bits, and by, by the time you got to season four, you had largely a new cast. Um, and I mean, they, 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 in all fairness, they could have just done as was done in TV shows all the time. All the time back then was we'll just replace the actor and hope nobody notices. Um, but they actually, again, they went to the went to the trouble of writing them out and giving them, you know, giving them an exit and, and giving you a chance to meet new characters. Or, um, you know, maybe just pay your actors what they do and treat them with respect and not call them faggots. Just saying. Let, let's not go overboard. Yeah. Um, as I said, the characters were handled well. As I said, the cast were handled well. As I said, the characters yeah. were handled well. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, you had, there was a, a story where um, Rita Repulsa, um brought in um, Cat as um, as the, the alternate Pink Ranger. Um, so she was evil, much like they did with the Green, with Green Ranger, with Tommy. He's evil, then no, she, uh, she's evil, she comes around, she repents, she joins the team, and then at the same time, Pink Ranger has a chance to go off and uh, join, go to the Olympics or wherever it was. I'm fairly sure it was the Olympics when they were about the It was the Olympics, before. yeah. She was a yeah. gymnast, wasn't she? That's right, yeah. And it was just, just it was the year before the um, Atlanta Olympics, so it made sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they rolled her out and they brought a new Pink Ranger in. And they kind of transitioned people in and out. And I say they, they treated the characters very, very well. It's just a shame they were complete cockwombles when it came to the cast. Um, but I mean, the whole three seasons was just was just one story. And like, I, I'd never thought of it. It's only when you look at it now and you look at the arc as it's sort of written, you go, oh, yeah, that's telling that one story. And at the time you get to the end of that one and then you start on Ninja Force or wherever it was and the next bit, then you've kind of got these, you've got these characters, but then it's a new story arc. And then by the time you get to Samurai and Jungle Fever and you know, whatever the hell it else was called, you you just go, well, we, we'll tell our story and then we'll move on. We'll tell our story and we'll move on. And it might take us two or three years, but we'll just keep on running it until we've told the story we want to tell. I, I hadn't realised it was that well thought out. Yeah, nor had I until I started researching it. And hats off to those guys for actually turning something that is essentially just... Um... A rehash of some old footage into something that grand I, I genuinely think that's an achievement because at no point does it really feel forced no that's right and i mean even when you got i mean we talked about it um I, I mentioned earlier on and it's it's quite cynical and you look at it and it's it's a way to sell toys but the fact that every year something happens to the to the um to the robots so they have to be upgraded so there's a new one and yeah reality says like it's a mechanism to sell new toys. It's a slightly different toy, so now you can go and guilty parents and say, "Well, I want that one," because I haven't got that one, even yeah. though it's exactly the fucking same. Um, but again, they kind of worked it around the story. So rather than just saying, "We have a new robot, go and buy it," it's yeah, we have a new robot because this one died, this one got destroyed, this one was stolen and written off, this one was burned out and dropped, no, driven over a valley, um, no, driven down a, down a cliff or something. You know, they kind of went. There's there's a story behind it as well. It's not just it's not just us cashing in, honest. Um, 
to a point where by the time you get to the third season, you add a new one, which is the Falcon Zord, um, on top of the, nin- the Ninja Megazord. And it's just kind of, you go, well, if I get that one, I need to buy the whole set because then they don't all go together. So if I buy the Falcon Zord, I can't make the Megazord anymore because my Megazord doesn't fit the Falcon Zord. And yeah, I mean, it's it's not cynical at all. They were Apple before Apple. Yeah, that's a fairly, uh, fairly useful analogy. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the the whole sort of the three season, I think it's it's a, a far greater achievement than I ever gave it credit for. I mean, I, 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 I I'll go on record so I loved the show when it was on first time around. I really enjoyed watching it yesterday. Um, I say twenty years later. Um, well, no longer on that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those that you take it for what it is. And again, these were the only bits I saw. I've not seen Power Rangers in space. Um, no Power Rangers Treasure Island. Um, Power Rangers Most Wanted, or whatever the fuck the Muppet movies were, um, but yeah, I've, I've not, I've not seen any of that. But I don't need to. I know that this, no, this is, for of term, this is my Power Rangers. This is what I grew up with. And I've, no, no, go, dude. I, I'm just hung up on Power Rangers Treasure Island now. You've given me an image. <laughs> I, I really want to see Pirate Rangers. Well, I'll tell you what. Once we finish recording, we'll we'll, we'll thrash it out and we'll uh, we'll get it written. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's the whole, it's this whole thing that I mean, I, I never gave it the credit it deserves. I mean, part of that's because of the time it came out and I'm trying to be you know cool and older and all the rest of it, and I'm not wanting to admit that. Yeah, I, I was very conscious as a as a teenager of what people thought. Now I can give two fucks if people don't like me. That's great. It means one less person I've got to talk to. Um, but at the time, it's something that you know you are very much aware of. And Power Rangers for me was is very much part of that. That I regret not allowing myself to enjoy it. In the way I would now. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have it. You know, by the time you get to sort of them, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and you get to that point, you think, actually, well, I like what I like, and if you don't like it, fuck off. Um, and then, as you get older, you become more, slightly more effusive in your praise because you've you are that much more experienced, and you've, you've seen that much more, you've done that much more. So things that impress you impress you for a reason. But at the time, this was like the best fucking thing ever, and I kind of you know I, I let my own. Uh, my own fear effectively not let me enjoy it as such. Yeah, I I, I pretty much echo that sentiment. Um, I oh God, I'm really bummed out by this whole behind the scene things. The the Blue Ranger thing especially is really kind of shit on 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 my it enthusiasm is. quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean I heard that because when um when the film came out was it Brian Cranston was Zordon wasn't he in the film? Yes, yeah. Um. And um, David Yost made a comment, and he harked back to a tweet that Brian Cranston made years ago, where he made a joke about something which could, I don't remember what it was, but apparently it was homophobic. And then he made a comment about it. David Yost made a comment on Twitter about how the legacy of the show lived on. You no, know, and there's it, it, it nothing to do with the fact that you no know, Power Rangers was carrying carried on to inspire kids. It was the fact they still had a very homophobic ethos. Um, I, I was disappointed by that. Um, so when when we started um, researching this, when we started talking about this, it was one of the ones I said, "When it, it's gonna, it's, it's got to come up because it's something that it's a very it's a very important part of the discourse now." And at the time, I wouldn't have given up. if I'd seen it, if I'd heard it, I wouldn't have wouldn't have really understood it anyway. I mean, when when this was going on, I'd have been sort of thirteen or something like that. I've got my own shit going on at that point. I don't really know what's going on in the rest of the world. Um, but I remember being really disappointed coming into this last year where 
all this all this sort of stuff came out. I was thinking that's really sort of shat on a bit of my childhood that I really didn't want. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Um, this really brought me down a peg. But um, you know, aside from that, I did really love this at the time. Didn't much care uh, about other people knowing about it. As you say, you you try and try and mask it around, I guess, certain elements of of your social group. But mine was equally as nerdy as me so we all watched power rangers it was fine uh, i i transitioned pretty much off this then into buffy as well which was something else that was not cool to like so it's fine i'm okay with all of that um and in in re-watching this i it, it's better than i remember it being i'm not ashamed at all to say that i enjoyed re-watching it yesterday i yeah certainly can see myself rewatching more of it um not it's not something i'm gonna go and look for but yeah i i can see the mood taking me every now and again to just stick one of these on um I yeah thoroughly and, and yeah just enjoy it for what it is i guess try and forget all of that trouble shit that went on behind the scenes um and know that you know you're not gonna get through the whole thing and binge it because it's just too fucking long so just enjoy it for what it is it's a good time it's people kicking each other in the face it's giant fucking robots and it's the pink ranger and puppets so yeah that's right and i mean um yeah i think that's that's the difficulty nowadays is that people because everything is on all the time twitter is always on instagram is always on the internet's always on people don't get to enjoy just to get to experience things and enjoy them you've always got a comment you've always got something behind it and I think that's that's what makes it very difficult now to sort of watch this and go, oh yeah, it's, it's a good time because you're always thinking, oh fuck, you know, that's the dude who got, you know, who basically got um, bullied out of his career. That's the guy who ended up homeless on crack. That you no, know, that's the one who went off and got seriously injured and had to stop working for a long time. And you look at things like that and you go, well, you know what? I can't, I can't forget that stuff. I can't let that stuff go because it's because that's the way our society is. Now everything's always in the back of your mind, and to a point now where say people. As much as you've had a backlash on um, with Netflix having friends on it now, and uh, they talk about you know, being set in New York and being the, the whitest group of Manhattanites in the world, um, you put this show in front of a very politically correct audience, and you get laughed out of the room because people there's people have a lot more baggage to bring these things now, and I think it's so unfortunate because you can't just do anything for the enjoyment of it. No. And this, this, as I say, if nothing else, this, this is so nineties. This show is all about the pure enjoyment of it, and just reveling in the enjoyment of it, reveling in the violence, reveling in the stupid humour, just switching your brain off and going with it. This is yeah, what this show it. is all about. And uh, like, I for one, I'm quite happy to do that, and think we need more TV like that today. To be honest, so, absolutely. Um... So yeah, I mean, so uh, merchandise, as we talked about, there was an absolute fuck ton of the stuff. Um, I say toys, games, clothes, you name it, whatever they could think of, they made. Um, between '94 and '96, uh, um, Saban Home Entertainment and Warner Vision released VHS tapes of the series in the US. In 2000, Fox Home Entertainment released a seven compilation VHS tapes, and in 2012, Shout Factory released 19 disc. DVD set, um, so to cover the whole lot. So I mean, it's it's been out and about. It's still available on um, on DVD all over the world, and all, you know, in all the different regions. As you said, it's on Netflix. You can buy it on iTunes or Google or wherever you buy your stuff from. 
I'd imagine if you don't buy your stuff and you can stream it illegally, you probably get it there as well. But I'm not recommending that. Um, yeah, I mean this. I mean even now, I mean this 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 particular iteration finished airing in 1995, so we are 23, nearly 24 years past its ending, and wow. it's still fucking everywhere. And yes, okay, you've had um, the subsequent versions of to keep it going. You've had the film that kept it going, but people are still lapping up this original series possibly more so than the others yeah i mean i can't really comment on the others i've never ever watched them so i can't say whether they're better or worse um i for what this is for the concept that this show is i think it nails it perfectly and i don't see that any of those others can be better they might be as good um I think any attempt to elevate the concept, you know, such as in a blockbuster film, will just make it worse. The, the, the pitch is perfect here. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that's possibly where the, the 2017 movie fell down, is that it tried too hard to be what people now would expect of, of that movie, whereas the, if they stuck with what they had already, they'd have been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, sticking with the merchandise, and how many video games right, there have been? From Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, a fucking lot. <laughs> a fucking lot. I I couldn't even hazard a guess. We've got to be... There's got to be like 25, 30, I reckon. Well, just of this iteration, I'm, I'm just talking about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers iteration. I'm not talking any of the others. There are an absolute boatload of the others as well. But there are seven just for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You've got... Um, a Game Boy version called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, um, a Game Boy and a SNES version from 94, um, a Mega Drive and Game Gear or Genesis and Game Gear version in 94, um, Sega CD in 1994. Um, the, then there were, there were game versions on all those platforms of the movie. Then there was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the fighting edition, which I think it was on SNES. I think it was a beat-em-up. Yeah, I remember there being a beat-em-up. Um, yeah, I vaguely remember it. Um, I don't, I don't know why I remember. I never had a SNES, um, but I vaguely remember it. And then uh, in 2017, you had Mighty um, Morphin Power Rangers Mega Battle on the PS4 and the Xbox One, and that Power the, Rangers. That was the Platinum what? one, wasn't it? I was just about to say, I'm sure Platinum did one. That was that was the Platinum one, the 2017 yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, and then you had Power Rangers Legacy Wars in 2017 as well. So I mean, just of just of that initial iteration, you had seven games on pretty much every platform going. Yeah, and that's not that's not to count the other you know, twelve iterations where you've got you know, spaceships and shit like that as well, where, you know, which is going to which are going to lend themselves in the same way as this did. Um, there were also comic books, there were board games, there were books. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely all sorts. Um, and realistically. Why not? Because you now we see some of the other, some of the other stuff that we've talked about, which doesn't really lend itself to merchandising as well as this does, and they've made a fortune out of it. I mean, just as I said earlier, just the just the action figures from the from the 2017 film, the contract was worth 520 plus million dollars. So I mean, that's how much stock they put in Power Rangers toys, let alone Power Rangers everything else. Jeez. Question for you: Did you ever have, or did you ever want, a belt buckle that was shaped like the morphing thing? didn't have one um did i want one i guess it's not something that sticks up i don't look as much as i love this i'd still rather have had like a batman utility belt so yeah that goes without saying um, i never saw one at the time i saw one about a year ago 
right. and I really fucking wanted it. It was just it was a belt it was just a belt buckle on a market stall, and you oh, you mean the, now? Uh, Sorry, I thought you meant as a kid. Like no, I mean as, as a kid as well. But I mean, just I mean, I, ne- I never saw one. I never had one as a child, and I I never would have thought about it. But I saw as I saw one relatively recent. I was like, I would have loved to have had that as a kid. If I saw one now, and I'm sure they do exist, I've never thought to look for one. If I saw one now, I would definitely buy that shit and wear it. No oh, shame, no shame whatsoever. I would wear that shit proudly. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page on that one because I saw it and I, I was mildly jealous of the, uh, of the of the of the person who's going to buy it because I didn't have any cash on me and it was on the market stall. So I thought, well, that's how I'm going to find a cash machine. Realize I have no money. Wait till payday and then go back. It'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean that's um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I'm sure we could go on for fucking weeks on Power Rangers. Um, but to be honest, it's getting, it's getting late and I haven't enough to drink yet, so I need more beer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the sort of thing, I mean, for me, um, I've really enjoyed, um, as you might have guessed, um, going back through it, um, not had a chance to watch all 145 episodes, I've got to be honest. Um, that probably would take me another week or so. Um, the problem being I've got you know, quite a lot on and if I start watching it, I'm not going to stop. Um, but I mean, certainly for me, this has been, you know, it's been a really good one to do and the fact that it was on our on our radar at some point and it sort of got bumped up the list by the fact that some, somebody requested it i'm really grateful for yeah um I, again just as i did earlier I, I kind of echo that sentiment i thoroughly enjoyed what i've watched um didn't get a chance to watch as much as i would have liked this week if i'm honest but i thoroughly enjoyed what i did watch i can see me flicking a few more on now and again i know exactly what i'm getting from it so <laughs> i'm not looking for anything other than you know half hour of kicking people in the face so yeah. yeah and and you know and actually i'm i'm excited to see where the humor goes because i had several laugh out loud moments in the episodes i watched um, yeah so I'm, I'm excited to see where that takes me as well um yeah thoroughly enjoyed it um no qualms at all in recommending it and thank you thomas for bumping up our list because to be honest um it was on the list anyway but i think it was gonna be a while before we got around to this one and I don't know. I, I don't think it was something that either Mark or myself were just going like, yeah, we're going to do Power Rangers next. Um, even even before I started rewatching it, like knowing that I loved it as a kid, I wasn't like, like last week, I was dead excited for Dungeons and Dragons and ended up getting disappointed. Can't say I was mega excited for this. And that's probably why I've loved it so much. Well, that, I think that's the key because I mean, everything we've gone into that we've been, yeah, that's, that was amazing. This is going to be the best thing ever. We've kind of been disappointed, especially things that we've sort of seen as kids and not watched since. I mean, well, when we've done we do things like um, Batman the Animated Series, that's never gone away. I mean, we've, we've watched that from the time it was on TV to you know, the week before we we recorded anyway, because it's one of the things that's just part of it's part and parcel of of what we what we do and what we the things sort of things we watch. Whereas this, I hadn't watched for years, and I came. I mean, we came, um, the one for me was the um, the raccoons came into that really positive and ended up being really, really disappointed in it. And I think that's possibly where I came into this thinking, if the more excited about I get, the more it's going to bring me down. And thankfully that hasn't happened. I've been really glad of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that um, Power Rangers didn't get shit on in the rewatching process either. Um, that was for you to ruin my childhood earlier on this evening. Thanks, Mark. Uh, anytime. 
Um, but yeah, so that's um, so that's Power Rangers. Um, if you want to get in touch and have a chat with us about it, or if you want to recommend any other shows that we uh, we might want to uh, to go through, um, please get in touch. I mean, we love um, hearing from people. Um, we love knowing that people are listening and that people want to hear more of what we do. Um, so yeah, get in touch. Um, you can find us on Twitter. We're at SMPDPod or at DDPodcastNet. Um, you can find us on Facebook. We're the Double Down Podcast Network. Uh, you can find us at our website, which is um, ddpodcast.net. Um, you can find um, past episodes, some uh, some other shows that we do, um, some other shows other people do, which are pretty great as well. Uh, and yeah, just by all means, check things out and then keep in touch. Until next time. Ay, ay, ay.